this week's podcast. So this week I have a very, very special guest who is actually on the podcast for the second time, but you haven't heard her before. So Ella Howard is here with me. Um, Ella was on my second ever podcast that we recorded and we recorded all about her pregnancy and devastatingly, you may have remembered me talking about this um, earlier on in the podcast, but devastatingly, Ella went on to have a miscarriage. But on the plus side, Ella is now pregnant again. So Ella is coming back to chat to us all about her pregnancy this time around and also to talk about miscarriage because miscarriage seems to be a really untalked about subject. And I know a lot of you, or quite a lot of you, have reached out to me on the podcast saying that you were listening to my podcast, you went on to have a miscarriage, you're now pregnant again, or you now feel confident enough to listen to the podcast again without it being too upsetting. So I didn't want to just let that pass by. And Ella and I have always wanted to have another chat on the podcast. And today's the day. So I feel very lucky to have her back on. Amandine is in my arms. We have been trying to record this podcast for like an hour and a half, so but we haven't been able to because Amandine has been crying, so if she starts crying, I will try my best to not let that affect the podcast, but just so you know, we might have to press pause um, just so you guys don't um, hear lots and lots of crying noises. Anyway, hey Ella. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. So let's jump straight into it. The first question I want to ask you is, how does this pregnancy feel compared to the last one? Do you feel different? What feels different? Um, yes, I definitely do feel different. Um, I keep on saying that I'm sure that uh, I haven't found out what the sex is of this baby, and mm-hmm. we never did last time either. Um, but I feel quite sure that they're different. Really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know That's why, but it just feels quite different. It might be completely nothing to do with that. Um, in my, So I'm now 22 weeks, or probably by the time you're listening to this, 23. Um, and last time I got to 14 weeks, but um, the baby's heart probably stopped beating at about nine weeks, but we didn't find out until a scan, a later scan. Um, so I obviously have got quite a lot further on this time. Um, but my first trimester was similar. I felt shocking in both. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But I was actually sick quite a few times from probably seven weeks onwards the first time. And then only sick, I think actually this happened to you as well, quite late on, like week 13 or something yeah really violently horribly sick yeah and then it was just that one-off time uh, yeah. yeah so but I felt nauseous really nauseous the whole way through probably more nauseous actually the second time interesting mm-hmm. but never actually amounted to anything I think a lot um it was almost like I'd had a bit of a practice run yeah so I sort of knew what foods were really good I felt a bit more confident um about being able to manage it yeah so there were some pluses to having um, the practice run, as I call it. Um, it obviously also has its downsides of feeling a bit extra nervous. Yeah, of course. And I was really determined to get to that same stage because I thought I'd feel a lot better once I'd gone over that 14-week mark. Yeah. Or at least once we'd had that um, initial first trimester scan. 
which was very scary going to the scan because that's when we found out so just a little bit of background we um uh everything seemed to be fine my body was still growing um I had all of the hormones that anyone else would have um and then we went to our scan which was a bit late because we'd been traveling in Sri Lanka um at just over 13 weeks and they didn't find a heartbeat and the baby was really really small so it obviously stopped growing a little while ago and then um so it was the whole experience was really horrible because the screen comes up and it's not what you expect to see and it was all quite scary and not very nice but then we had to go back in a week afterwards to confirm it before Mm. any um, I remember we spoke about it didn't we in that week because yeah. It was just such a horrific yeah, thing to over. wait a week. Yeah. And they did that because they don't... They're not... I was very, very sure of my dates. Um, but they can't be sure that everyone is that sure. Yeah. So just in case, um, we were actually just a few weeks behind and hadn't realised. And they, they do sometimes struggle to detect heartbeats in those really early weeks. So had... They didn't want to basically accidentally terminate a, a, a healthy baby that was just earlier on. So they make you come back in a week later and then measure, like track the the progress to see if it's grown, um, which in our case it hadn't. And I, and I knew, I absolutely knew that there was no way that it would because I was so confident with my dates and um, just, just knew as soon as they'd, as I could see everything on the screen, I knew it wasn't right. Um, but in a way that was awful because just had to sit at home for a week and wait but then it also did give me that time of being at home not at work just processing it and before I had to go in to have the surgery Um, and had amazing care when I went in for the surgery really lovely doctors nurses felt um, very very well looked after which was really nice do you mind explaining the options you were given and why you ended up having surgery yeah. rather than anything else? I wasn't really given an option at the end. Um, so if you, uh, so I had um, what they call a missed miscarriage, really unusual type of miscarriage. Um, I, w- I haven't been that fearful of it happen again, happening again because it's actually really uncommon type of miscarriage. Um, basically what happens is your body doesn't realise that you've lost the baby, so you carry on growing, carry on all your hormonal development, the placenta carries on growing, like developing, everything else carries on as normal. Um, But um, baby just isn't alive. Um, And so because of that, they felt that um, every... not, Not the baby itself, but everything else had come on too far so there was too much to um for me to just naturally pass pass, yeah Yeah. um and also my body just wasn't going into natural miscarriage I I thought that maybe even just the mental knowing that it um wasn't alive anymore might have kick-started it in that week yeah and I did have the ever so slightly um little sort of bit of spotting and things that week which I hadn't had at all the whole pregnancy um so it was almost like it, it might, like maybe if I left it another week, it might have. Um, but so so some, if you were really, really adamant that you wanted to 
have a natural miscarriage, you do get the option to carry on, but they really strongly recommended I didn't. Mentally, um, that must be absolutely horrific as well. Yeah. Adding to it. Just more waiting. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I strangely, well, not strangely, but some people thought it was, um, really felt that I wanted to have a, a natural passing. I wanted to see um, some effect of miscarriage because mm-hmm. it felt so unnatural to just feel so pregnant and to then not, for it not to be a healthy baby. Yeah. Um, I, quite, I quite wanted a bleed. I wanted to be like, oh, no, this is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Just as that kind of... Um, yeah, just I closure, I think. Yeah, yeah, I suppose closure. So I was quite against the idea of having surgery. Um, they, the other option in between is that they can give you um, some drugs that you then can go home or wait in the hospital and you do have the passing naturally, but it's bought on artificially. Um, but again, they thought, for me, it wasn't the safest option. They didn't want to send me home because I don't live really that close to a hospital. And... They thought that um, it would be quite a traumatic thing yeah. because there would be a lot to pass. So um, they they really strongly recommended that I had the surgery. So I did. And actually, I still got really the closure that I wanted because you do have a bleed after the surgery. Um, but I was nervous about that. And actually, it was, it was really nothing to be worried about. Um, it was... It was not nice like I had to go into hospital and you spend a day in there but there was nothing painful or or really awful about it I was really well looked after was it kind of incision free yeah 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 so they give you um a tablet when you arrive which actually you 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 go to 10 centimeters you dilate um but you get knocked out after only a couple so (laughs) it's not like you don't have full I started to have mild contractions and then was put under so um yeah so it's it's not that was the least harrowing part of it I would say which Mm -hmm. was reassuring because I was nervous about the the surgery itself um and actually a, a blessing from that whole experience was that my surgeon who was fantastic um ended up offering me an early scan this time around so he came and reassured me um at my bedside after the surgery that there, that he hadn't found any reason why I couldn't conceive again pretty quickly and that there would that I should have a complication free pregnancy next time round so that was really reassuring and then he offered me a 7 week scan lovely um, so I got to have that um which was I don't think I could have got through the first trimester without them and you get a few more extra now as well don't you that yeah that's actually nothing to do with my miscarriage oh, okay. so I'll, I'll go on to that as well because I am actually technically slightly high risk through yeah, totally different reasons yeah. but um I ended up having two reassurance scans uh, one at seven and one at um ten and a half weeks um and I think had I not been offered them through that lovely surgeon I would have paid for them privately yeah. And I would recommend to anyone who felt nervous um, because of pregnancy loss or just because they're particularly nervous that that is a really reassuring thing. So um, that was nice to have. And it also just meant because we were so nervous, both of us so nervous about going to the 12-week scan because that's where we'd found out the bad news last time, 
even when I'd had a scan a week and a half or 10 days before, I still felt nervous about yeah, it. So had I not, I think I would have been beside myself. So I was really pleased that I'd had that. And then they just assured me that once I'd hit that um, 12-week scan and everything was normal, that that I was just, you know, good to go and that I'd just be like anyone else. So Yay. I've tried not to be too um, too worried since then. Mm-hmm. Some days I do feel a bit, but just the same as anyone else, I think. Yeah. I think it is, I mean, miscarriage aside, it's a very nerve-wracking place to be sometimes, mm-hmm. pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the scans are so far apart, mm-hmm. like 12 weeks and then 20 weeks, and then nothing. It's for kind of a, a, a low-risk pregnancy. Yeah. Um, it it's is. really hard because yeah. you've got to really trust in your body, especially when you're waiting for the kicks. Mm. And you're like, come on, kick, kick, kick. I want to feel the kicks. I want to actually, is there something in there? I was really lucky that I started feeling kicks really early this Did you? time around. I actually think I felt my first movement as early as 13 weeks. No but way. But it just felt like little flutterings. Oh and my goodness. I said to my mum at the time, because she was a midwife for quite a few years, meant like about 15 years, 20 years ago. Um, no, probably more than that even. Um, and she said, oh, it does sound like it, but, you know, who knows? And it was very much like I would have a little flutter and then not nothing for a couple mm. of weeks. But um, by, oh, I don't know, maybe 18 weeks, I was confident I was having proper kicks, like semi-regularly. Oh. So... Yeah, I was quite lucky that I didn't have to wait for too long for that. And then I think it was about 20 weeks, so about two weeks ago, that Tom, my husband, got his first feel of the external. Which is so lovely, isn't it? Like, did you feel it? Did you feel it? Did you feel it? Yeah, Yeah, so that's really nice. nice. And now, actually, I have started to develop a bit of a pattern, or I've noticed a bit of a pattern already. I mean, I think it's probably not going to stay that consistent this early, but... Mine did. Did it? Mm-hmm. Mm. She was active in the morning and active in the evening. Um, and that was it. I never got any, like, midday. Mm, yeah, that's very similar kicks. to me. I notice I wake up and have a little chat and have a couple of little lazy kicks. Aww. And then usually don't get anything, definitely don't get anything driving into work. And then sometimes get the odd one about ten when I sit and sat still for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't get that much in the daytime, but then one in the evening when I'm sat on the sofa from about, I don't know, maybe seven, I, it's really, he, I always call him he, but we don't actually know, um, is really busy for, oh, for the evening. So that's, that's nice. That's so cute. Yeah. That's so cute. She was always pretty mellow. And then come the last few weeks, she was still pretty mellow, even so much so where I'd be like, do I need to call the hospital? Yeah, I Do I need to go? And I never did go. No. And there was no need in the end, was there? So I want to come back to something you mentioned really early on about travel. Mm. Because when you were really early, early, early in your pregnancy, and you just found out, hadn't you? And you were just off, off on your honeymoon to Sri Lanka. Yeah. We, so, yeah, I think I well, seven, we were away seven till nine weeks. Right. So, so that was around the time when you must have, yeah. when the baby must have stopped yeah. growing. Yeah. Um, do you, does it ever cross your mind that it could have been, travel could have been a reason? Yeah. Were you ever given a reason? Um, no, not really. Um, they said that, um, 
I think it just chromosomal abnormality like it's just mm. not compatible with life I think is the terms that they use but they don't give you a reason they just check um they do a few tests of me um like internal uterus lining tests and things to check there's no sinister reason that I am carrying something that could have caused it or right. um anything like that and they reassured me that that was um fine and they ring you back and check um can't remember how many weeks after but within sort of a month or so after the surgery um to see whether you you they told you to do a pregnancy test to check that all of your um levels are back down to normal all right so that you're not carrying any um so it doesn't then register pregnancy pregnant again exactly um and actually I got my period back bang on the day I would have if if I counted Mm -hmm. the day I had the surgery as um, a period day, for yeah. example, it was exactly when my cycle would have come back to. Wow. So, so I there's nothing wrong with your body. No, I felt quite reassured by that. All. Yeah, and then we were lucky that. Um, so I wanted to wait a whole cycle to check I got a normal period, mm-hmm. and then we tried um, to conceive again the next month, and were unlucky that time. And actually, that was probably almost as hard as losing the baby because then I went into complete panic that actually it was going to take a long time. I remember seeing you and you were not happy yeah. by it. Yeah, but then luckily the next time um, was was all good. So, yeah. Yay. So it actually only took you two months, or not two months, but two cycles yeah. to get pregnant again. Yeah. That's so, that's great. So, so, so lucky. So lucky. Um, But yeah, back to your travel question. I do, uh, I I was nervous about travelling in the first place because we hadn't planned to be pregnant on our honeymoon. Um, But we, we went on quite a late honeymoon. So we had, we had booked it soon after the wedding. It was about six months later. Um, And I... Yeah, it was early on, so I felt terrible, really sick, and just it did affect the holiday quite a lot, although we still had an amazing time. But then this time round, I'd already booked in a weekend away in Spain mm-hmm. with girlfriends for a Hendy, and I really am denied about going. But luckily, it, I got my booking in for my 12-week scan, and that was the day before we were flying out. Brilliant. So I felt a lot more reassured, and actually travelling was no problem at all. Yeah. So realistically, Sri Lanka probably had absolutely nothing to do with it, but it does always play on, your play mind. on my mind. Yeah, and I think I would... Ju- absolutely no reason to do so, and if people have travel plans in the early pregnancy, I don't think it's a problem at all. But mm. probably for my peace of mind, I would avoid that if mm. I could um, in the future for next historical reasons. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no. Um, so, should I mention about that high risk thing that we talked absolutely. about? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We. Um, so I have high blood pressure have done since I was 20 and I take medication for it and for the last two years I think it must be I have taken labetalol which is actually the drug that they give you if you develop high blood pressure in your pregnancy so luckily could just stay on that same drug my body's used to it it's completely pregnancy safe it doesn't cross um the placenta um so that from that point of view 
I have not had a high blood pressure because I'm medicated and it's actually been quite it's dropped down quite a lot in pregnancy um and but because of that pre-existing condition I am checked a bit more regularly so I have a clinic which I go to um prenatal clinic and I think it must have been about 14 weeks that I first went to that and I just saw a consultant they um, did a bit of an extra checking like lots of paperwork and questions and stuff about family history and stuff like that um, and then I just have the usual pee checks that everybody has and a blood pressure check but I have them every month mm-hmm. and then it will go up to every two weeks in my final trimester mm-hmm. and additionally I have these clinics plus a growth scan um, every eight weeks so from from 20 weeks so I have my first one um, in six weeks time and they just check so the science behind it apparently is that um, if you've had pre-existing high blood pressure it can cause um, minute damage to the uterus um, and it means that the placenta might not work as effectively for as long so um, they just want to check that it's still performing the growth scan. yeah so it's just the same scan as they do i think you had one yourself didn't you i did check. yeah mm-hmm. so it's just the same as that is what i'm expecting um but they will not let me go um over 40 weeks and if at these next couple of scans they decide that i'm um, the baby's not growing quite as well or it's a little bit small then they'll probably induce me a bit early but at the moment there's been no no nothing nothing bad so hopefully I'll be able to follow to full term yay I mean I wouldn't mind if it was a week or two early nice. <laughs> but yeah and if I go into spontaneous labor myself naturally before 40 weeks then I'll still be able to be treated as a low risk so you can go to the birth center yeah hopefully maybe even have a water birth yeah yay that would be the dream but then if they're obviously there's still quite a few weeks for them to come up with a complication or something or for the body to differ but hopefully it should be fine so how has tom i know tom also found the miscarriage really really difficult Mm um how do you feel he's felt through the second pregnancy has he been overly worried would you say or or overly protective of you or how's he dealt with it um when we first found out the second time um he didn't really want to talk about it Mm -hmm. so it was very like okay we've got that knowledge now we'll just go about our life until we have at least that early scan um and yeah he he was very kind of let's not let's not plan anything let's not assume anything let's just see how it goes and it must be very difficult because when you're pregnant you want to be excited about it yeah that it was that's exactly the hardest thing I think is that you do feel like you can't be excited and I actually told loads of people in my first pregnancy that I was pregnant uh, very early on in fact I even told work before I'd had my scan not long before but before um which obviously people lots of people don't but I really found that 
the most amazing things at the support that I had from people and it had people not known I think it would have been completely different because yeah. people I felt like people were sort of on the journey with me a bit more and I and I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without the support that I got and I think um I I think telling people early on is not ever a bad idea if that's how you feel everyone's completely different and can totally understand why people prefer not to but for me I'm the kind of person who likes to talk about stuff Mm. and so I I found that so reassuring knowing that people knew exactly all the stages because I think the hardest thing was having to say to people who didn't know I was pregnant that what I was going through yeah and whereas people who knew I was pregnant it was much easier to just say I've lost the baby so that um from that sense I had a lot of support whereas Tom had been a bit more closed about the he hadn't told as many friends so I don't think he felt that he had quite that same I think it's really hard like the mother everyone really rallies around you when you have a miscarriage and for the dad it is they're not physically going through it so and they get asked how you are they yeah. don't get asked how they are yeah I think that is really yeah. good like, I was quite aware of that and he was an amazing sport to me like he he is generally throughout both pregnancies um but he yeah he definitely struggled with the idea that there's nothing he could do to help as well I think yeah so this time round, he he's now back to normal and talks about it a lot and is but he he's always checking in like he he'll ring he works away a lot and so he'll always be like how's the baby how's the baby we call it mushroom Mushroom. (laughs) because on that very early seven week scan it looked just like a mushroom (laughs) (laughs) so we call it mushroom so he's always saying how's mushy and things and I had Braxton Hicks the other day for the first time I know it seems really early doesn't it but um it was proper like hardening of the stomach and then relaxed. I was like, oh. And I had knew exactly what that, what like to expect it yeah. because I'd read about it recently. And so I wasn't nervous by it at all. But I text Tom and told him that I was having them and he phoned straight away, you're not having the baby now, are you? Oh, like, so I think him. he does get a bit worried a, a, a bit more than he... Like he's not a natural warrior. I'm the natural warrior, but he, um, he, yeah, he definitely is a little bit more, uh, sort of nervy. Oh, but he, yeah, I think he's he's very excited now. I think we're both, especially after the twenty week scan. Actually, I realised after the twenty week scan that I slept amazingly for a few days, and I think maybe I hadn't been before that. Yeah because um, there's a few we were a bit after our 12 week scan we were still a bit nervous about some of our test results um, that you have done they were all fine and on low risk for them all but they weren't as low risk as I'd heard of friends having and things right. so I, I still felt a bit nervy And but when we had our 20 week scan we got a lot of extra reassurance about um we didn't hit any of the markers for any of anything at all so hopefully fingers crossed um that's made us a little bit more um reassured and you have the most gorgeous dog and I remember when I came over to you when you had had your first appointment regarding uh, about the miscarriage and you really felt like Manuka knew yeah 
that something was going on. Yeah, she knew that we, I was pregnant straight away. I'm sure of it. Because really? even before I knew, she was always... For your first one or, or this one? Both, I think. Really? I think I knew very soon this, this time. Yeah. Whereas the first time it was a bit more... It, you know it was what so cool, don't you? Yeah. Um, but she was like sniffing at my face the whole time really just wanting to be up on me like just clambering on me she's she's very she's very cuddly and affectionate always but this was different it was like she wanted to actually be on me yeah so she um yeah I think she knew (laughs) and then around the time of the miscarriage yes she definitely her behavior was a little bit strange like I, I think she just knew that something was up at home I mean her whole routine was out because normally she goes to work with Tom every day but because I was at home for a week and a half she um came stayed stayed with me with me yeah so she is always a bit put out by her routine changing (laughs) so I think she's got a little shock coming her way (laughs) yeah she might um, she might feel a bit put out when the baby arrives I think Hopefully she'll be fine. We might just have to buy her lots of new toys or something. Oh, she will be fine. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll absolutely adore your little mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> your little mushroom. So how are you feeling now mentally? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I think um, I still get a bit irrational about some things. Like I, I feel jealous when... Not really of people... Who, I've never really felt jealous of people who've had babies the whole way through. Even when I lost the, baby, lost the baby straight away, I didn't ever feel jealous of people who were already pregnant. It must have or, been really hard to watch me have Beanie because... I, well, this is what I always yeah, think. It must be hard. Were very, very Because similar. we were literally a week apart. Yeah. And then for me to go on and have my child who is trying to sleep right now (laughs) her eyes are quite wide open well I don't think that they are slowly going that must have been really difficult for you to see it's it's really funny I don't I I don't I didn't I think the day that you had Amandine I I was quite aware like oh I could be having mine now Mm. but I don't I didn't I think maybe because you were already pregnant I didn't feel jealous of your pregnancy at all. There were people who phoned me and told me they were pregnant when after, after like really soon after. Yeah. People who found out, like close friends who found out they were pregnant around the time that I'd lost the baby. And I struggled with that so much. And I felt so guilty that I felt jealous of them. Aww. But I think that's actually, that's a good point to make because it is one of the hardest things. And I have a few friends now who've, who are struggling to conceive in the first place which is really like equally as awful um and I know that they a few of them have felt the same about people who've told them that they're pregnant and I think that sharing of that initial news is the thing that you find really hard Mm. well for me um so that is really tricky but yeah I I think actual as soon as you see the baby it's like oh that's their baby you Mm. don't it's not something it's not your baby, so no. you don't... Whereas when it's a pregnancy and someone's sharing the news, it's like, I want to be sharing that news with people. So there has been a, um, yeah, a couple of moments where I felt a bit... Like those people who found out around the time 
I've got a lot of friends who are pregnant and having babies, but those ones who sort of found out around the time that I lost the baby, I do feel a bit like, oh, and they're so ahead now, and yeah. and it's so silly. It's completely irrational. It's not any sort of race. Um, but, yeah, once the baby's here, hopefully everything will go well from now on. And So I remember you saying a few times... Like, you had to go, especially that first trimester, because your first trimesters were pretty horrific, and especially with all the nausea, it's horrible. And it's quite an effort to go through that first trimester all over again and oh, having yeah. that ahead of you that you've got to do it again. Yeah, I had a total that sense of That was quite a failure. mental struggle, yeah. wasn't it? At the end, when I was getting to, I think I was about 12 weeks, I stayed feeling nauseous for a bit longer, Um no, you did as well, I think, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. My nausea completely came back until, like, 18 weeks. Oh, yeah. I think I was not quite as bad at that as that, but maybe 14 weeks, 15 maybe. And around that time, I had a complete sense of humour failure and was like, I have... This has been going on too long. Mm. And every now and again now, I'll be I have been pregnant forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually just because I would have had the baby by now, so it feels like I've done a pregnancy plus a few months already, yeah. and I've still well, got a few months to that, go. it's more than that, really, isn't it? It's, what, like, six six months? Would you say four, six months? Yeah, well, I'd say so I did... If you take everything into three. account. Yeah. I mean, even in the two months that I had where I wasn't actually pregnant, the two months in between, because my body was still recovering, I still felt yeah. not quite myself. I never really went back to feeling myself... I never really lost that initial like um, rounded tummy, and so um, yeah, I have felt, and I and I didn't like go back to drinking or any of that kind of. Not that I was like um, really minded about that, but like yeah, didn't didn't ever really go back to what my life was like before because we were just like right, we're, we're trying yeah. again. It's been life consuming ever yeah. since the day you found out during your first pregnancy yeah that's yeah so all it's, it's been about all year it? I've been pregnant yeah <laughs> and yeah. a little bit more yeah so it has um I think someone said to me at work the other day they said oh you don't drink tea or coffee do you and I think I do but it's just the <laughs> whole time you've known me <laughs> I've been pregnant um yeah so sometimes I do feel like that and and I have a few friends who I'm really close with who are in their, like, final trimester now. Yeah. And, like, one in particular who I spend a lot of time with, and she's probably listening. And um, we both always talk about, like, oh, like, we feel really pregnant today or, or if we're having a particularly pregnant feeling day. And then I think, oh, like, I shouldn't feel like this. She's got so much bigger bump than me and all the rest of it. But, um, but you know, she... She likes to have someone to, who feels the same as her, I'm sure, so it's fine. But, yeah. but I don't think that many of the feelings... Well, I didn't feel a huge difference between my third trimester and my second trimester other than I was bigger. Mm. Well, yeah. actually, I had more energy in my third trimester than I did in my second, which is quite rare, but that's what I felt. But also, lo- people grow and feel different at so, like, so much, don't they? So, Absolutely. Like, I... I've had quite a bump the whole wet, the whole time, really, and I think I people say to me now that I look bigger now than they did when they were five or six weeks ahead of me. Mm. So I think I don't think you do. You're tiny. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Some it just varies, doesn't it? Well, I think it depends on the day yeah. what I've eaten, and but some days I do not feel tiny. <laughs> but yeah, I think it just everyone goes so differently, and everyone has such different energy levels that it's not really necessarily about where you are in your pregnancy. What's been the best thing so far in this pregnancy? Um, oh, lots of things. I generally love being pregnant. Yeah. Um, the 20 week scan is amazing. Isn't it cool? Yeah. So cool. Everyone said it's, you're going to love it so much, it's the best, but it really is good. Um, what else? I love having a bump. Yeah. I, went, I miss my bump. Yeah. No, I do miss my bump. Um, I went to, um, had, an amazing um, experience of going to Limewood and going to the spa last oh week. And it was the best because we, me and my f- good friend who kindly took me, um, had this huge breakfast. <laughs> we ate for, I think, I think from sitting down, we ate solidly for more than, a, for about an hour and a few <laughs> minutes, like literally <laughs> ate that whole time. We had, we would have had huge tummies had we not been pregnant. Yeah. But, Obviously, you can tell yeah. the difference. And then we got to go and sit in our swimwear and be in the spa for the whole day, straight from doing that. And just feel like, yeah, this is great. Doesn't matter that we we're really bloated and full of food because no one can tell the difference. No. <laughs> so no. that's definitely a highlight. <laughs> uh, I think I I love it. Generally, I love it. The I the couple of things I find slightly trickier are sleeping's not so easy. Yeah. Um, and driving, I re- I drive a lot because I drive I commute quite far to go to work, and I'm not loving that mm-hmm. already, which is not a good sign. But otherwise, it's pretty good. Good. Now there was a question I was going to ask you, and it's just completely gone out. Oh yes, yes, and it's an important question. Did you feel well supported when you had your miscarriage? By friends and family or... Everybody. So by the NHS, by the doctors, with your care, by your family, by your friends. Did you feel like... I think especially with friends and and maybe family to an extent as well, but it can be quite a difficult topic because you don't know how they're feeling. You don't know if they want to talk about it. It's a bit like when you lose somebody when, you know, it's the same. Yeah. You You are effectively dealing with someone very close to you dying yeah and I think it's a it's a bit of a taboo subject isn't it and yeah definitely. do you feel like your friends found it difficult to talk to you about did you feel like they just then didn't give you any support because of that or how did you feel I'm sure people found it hard mm. um I did yes I did feel I had a real support Good. um but I so with um friends wise or friends and family um I definitely had a lot of people who were really understanding really like shocked for me and totally on you know there and I think because of what I said earlier about how people already knew that I was pregnant that was um they were particularly supportive because they'd been excited with me just moments before sort of thing um I got the odd text message and stuff, which really uh, I struggled with. And they were definitely trying to help, but just 
phrased things in a slightly um, difficult manner. <laughs> um, can you elaborate on that so, at all? One, yes, I can. One of my... I think it's helpful for listeners if they know if yeah. anyone's someone that's going through this, what, what to say and what to say. not yeah. to say. Um, obviously it's personal. Like Everybody responds differently and wants to be treated differently. Um, one of my real closest friends had a particularly late, really awful miscarriage not that long before me. And she phoned me straight away and said, just, I'm warning you that you will get some... People say, like, the wrong thing and they don't mean to, like, it will be hard sort of thing. And she... um, We both found the at least comments really, really difficult. Okay. So I realised I say that all the time. When people lose some someone or go through something difficult I always try and think of a bit of a softener and so say, as in at like least. at least this didn't happen mm. or at least so I got a lot of at least it was early on or at least you know that you could fall pregnant and at the time like now yes absolutely at least I could get pregnant at least it was fairly early on or even a few weeks later that that was reassuring but at the time, it was absolutely not reassuring. No. Being able to fall pregnant, of course, is reassuring when you think about it logically, but at the time, it just felt like, I don't, I don't, I just want my baby, and I had it, and you didn't want to be pregnant again. Like, people would say, oh, at least you can try again really soon, and it was mm. like, I don't want to, I want that baby. And this is just, you know, in the few days yeah, yeah, around him. Or at least it was early. I was like, well, actually... It didn't feel that early, because yeah. for me it's three months. So that didn't feel early. And I think unless you really understand, like you've had a lot of conversation with that person, and you understand what they do feel like okay about, that at least thing's quite a risky mm. um, thing to say. I, t- I totally understand why people say it, because they're trying to make you feel a bit positive about an awful situation, which is definitely what I do, but... But you just can't, can you? No. I mean, there's nothing positive to that situation. No. I think that's it. In the in that moment, you feel like your whole life has turned upside down. And, and so, you almost want people to just acknowledge that and just be like, actually, this is shit. Yeah. There's no well, way that, around it. This the is shit. The best texts that I got, a few friends replied when I text them saying what happened. They literally replied saying, oh, shit, or, like, or something like that. And that's all they said. And it was like... Yes, that's the most reassuring thing. For some people, that would not be enough. But for me, it was like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. It was really reassuring. Yeah. And the other thing that was amazing was loads of people did, actually. Loads of my friends. Um, They kept, like, they, you know, they wouldn't ring every day, wouldn't text every day, but the, the messages and stuff carried on for a few weeks. And that's really what you want, because I think... When you first share the news, everyone feels terrible and everyone wants to speak to you and you're absolutely bombarded with messages, mm. which for me is great because it takes your mind off it a bit, but then it just stops because people go back to work or go back to their lives, which you understand, but for you, you're like, but I still need you. And so that was the real thing, is people checking in a week later and mm. stuff like that was amazing, or a couple of weeks later, or even... I mean, even now I appreciate when people say, like, oh, how do you feel about things? Because mm. it is, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And you think about it a lot. And around, I really, really liked um, that people 
acknowledged the due date. Yes. Because that was very much on my mind and I was really worried about that. And I had a few people like check in on me that week mm. that it would have been due and that was really, really nice. Mm. So just those little things were particularly helpful. Yeah. It is just the little things, isn't it? Oh, bless you. Mm. Bless you, Amandine. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners who maybe they've gone through something um, similar or maybe they know somebody that has or maybe it's really playing on their mind and could potentially even be stopping them from trying to get pregnant. Is there anything that you would say to that you want to share? Anything else? Um, I think when when it happened to me, I was desperate to listen to other people's stories. I just wanted to hear about it. I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to listen to the really sad, tragic stories about it. Um, it fe- made me feel better. It made me not feel so alone. And... So, absolutely no, you are not. There are so many people who go through some sort of miscarriage and I had no idea the number of people who I know in my life who had gone through something, some difficulty. Um, it's just until, not talked about, is it? Yeah, people... I mean, I mm. yeah, had no clue about some people. And um, so, know that, be, be reassured by that. But also... When I did do my research into it, um, low, like the stories that I heard were a lot, like the large majority of the stories I heard were from people who had had multiple miscarriages and multiple problems. And that was terrifying because I was like, I, I don't want to be one of these statistics. I don't want to be another person who's lost loads of babies. And of course you don't, nobody does. But knowing that everybody's story is different and just because you hear one person's story that they you know struggled for years to come doesn't mean that you're going to and having one miscarriage means that you're no statistically no more likely to have another one Mm. and a miscarriage can be that you find out you're pregnant and the next day you have a period and that's just as heartbreaking for a lot of people especially people who've been trying for a long time and I've sadly had friends who've had them since I had mine and and it is, it's awful in any of the scenario, I think. But just knowing that, you know, just because you have had one doesn't mean you're going to have another one. It could, sadly, but it does not mean that. And that, yeah, try not lose hope. Mm. And don't feel guilty about feeling a bit, like, rubbish or a bit angry or a bit jealous. Or There's so many emotions that come up and just trying to sort of give yourself a bit of a break I think is the piece of advice that I would give because mm. most people are really understanding of it mm. it has been amazing chatting about this how has sharing your story made you feel how does it make you feel is it is it challenging talking about it or do you feel okay talking about it no, now I mean you're yeah. so strong I admire your strength throughout all of this I, you're incredible I do I like I think if there's and if I can make anyone feel a bit less like they're the only one going through it, that it would be like and make it worth it. Because mm. it will, I, I don't find talking about it difficult. I find it um, therapeutic to talk about. But I know people who really do struggle to talk about it. And like you said, it's a good, it's not something that's talked about that much. We recently had Pregnancy Loss Awareness Week 
or baby loss awareness yes, week. Yes, did. Um, last week, I think it was. Um, and it made me really pleased that things like that are happening because yeah. the stories differ so much. You know, baby loss can be anything from, like I said, like find out one day, lose it the next day to actually having a stillbirth or a baby that's a few days old. And every story is just as valid and just as as horrible for that for that parent so yes it's good to talk about it I think and also I think it's a bit less scary like I I was was nervous of having miscarriage before I had one I think everyone has it on their mind when they get pregnant I think it's a bit scary for anybody um but knowing that there's not like the less taboo that is, mm. that actually the less scary it is. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I found the most scary was that something was going to happen and people weren't going to know what mm-hmm. I was going through, or people weren't going to know what to say to me and things like that. Mm. And that, you know, it's a bit like mental health stuff. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's that one of the most isolating things is feeling that you can't tell your story. Like you can't. Um, people will feel like you're being a bit overdramatic or something like that. So it's it's nice to be able to talk about it. Good, good. Well, I cannot wait to have you back on the podcast when Mushroom is in the world and Amandine has another friend, another playmate. So we wish you the best through the rest of your pregnancy. Thank you. I am obviously going to be right here seeing it (laughs) firsthand. Um, But for the listeners, we will get Ella back on when baby is here. Um, If not before, you never know. Not before. (laughs) Um, So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure there are a lot of people who have really benefited from listening to that. Um, And a lot of listeners who are just curious because they know someone going through it and Mm. just want to know what it's like. Because, yeah, I mean, even if you know someone that's had a miscarriage, they just normally kind of say I've been through that it's never kind of then Mm. talked about and actually you don't want to pry into Mm. kind of how or why it happened so for you to come on here and share that is really strong of you so thank you so much thank you thank you for having me my pleasure so there you go that is this week's podcast if you have any questions um or you want to reach out to either of us i'm sure ella will be more than happy to answer your questions if i pass them on to you so please do feel free to email me if there's anything specific you want to ask either me or ella or you just want to maybe share your story um my email as you all know is mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com Or if you want to reach out through social media, the best place to do it is Instagram. If you direct message me, so it's just Emma Jolin, which is J-A-U-L-I-N. Type that into Instagram, you will find me and just pop me a direct message and I will try and get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Um, Amandine, depending. A little update with Amandine. We have um, had quite a challenging week. She's been finishing off her leap. Um, and she has only just now gone to sleep after this 50 minute podcast (laughs) and I I can see an eye opening so anyway we will leave it at that and we will catch up with you all next week lots of love have a lovely week